This podcast contains adult content. Some of the themes or topics may include information on murder, kidnapping, torture, dismemberment, maybe some demonic content with information on positions and paranormal activity. This podcast will also include explicit, horrible, and foul, socially unacceptable, totally uninhibited, adult themes language. So if you're easily offended, if you're easily triggered, then I highly suggest you turn this off now. And if not, just keep in mind, parental discretion is advised. All right. Welcome to this little bonus extra of Mysterious Circumstances. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you didn't listen to the last episode, which was the Appalachian ghost stories and folklore and stuff like that, then you probably won't understand or appreciate this interview as much. This is the interview that I referred to in that episode. It is with Shane, who saw the Brown Mountain Lights not too long ago. I had him on to talk about them talk about his experience what he saw and all that stuff so i hope you guys enjoy huge shout out by the way to chris carlton for hooking this interview up it was perfect timing for the episode so i hope you guys enjoy were you in the supernatural like into it or anything like that like before this shit happened before this happened i was leery about the supernatural but i was like a firm believer in aliens right Oh, so, yeah. as a kid, I seen some shit in the sky that like stuck with me forever, and like I'm like, oh, for sure, aliens are real. But as far as like ghosts or just strange anomalies that are unexplainable, I was kind of weird because I never seen anything like that before myself. This just happened like a few weeks ago. But by the way, shout out to Chris Carlton because. Yeah, Ironically yeah, enough, yeah. I had been I had been researching a bunch of Appalachian folklores and legends and like shit like this, and he just hit me up on that messenger man. He's like, "Have you ever heard of the Brown Mountain Lights?" And I'm like, "Yeah, actually, I have." And he told me about you, and I'm like, "I need to see if this dude's going to talk to me or not." So I'm glad. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, and by sure. the way, for all the listeners, this is Shane. <laughs> so there's that. Hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> Yeah, so so where were you? Like, this was just recently, right? This was last weekend. My girlfriend and I, we had been planning this trip for my birthday. She had got us this cabin. The cabin was in a town called Burnsville, North Carolina. It was an Airbnb, a beautiful little cabin. We looked at the pictures of a bunch of them, you know, to decide where we wanted to stay at and stuff. And this little spot, like, the the vibe was just right, so... I was like, hey, pull the trigger on that, you know, and we'll, we'll go there. Neither of us had been to this place before. I'd never been to Burnsville, but I'd been to Hot Spring, which is like maybe 15 or 20 minutes up the road, not too far. Me and my son went there last year. So we go to this cabin, and when we get there, it was nighttime the first night. You go up a long, like a long dirt road, pretty much just up the side of the mountain. The first night, we kind of just hung out inside and we got there kind of late so we slept and then the next day we went to town we went to Asheville and got some supplies the cabin was off grid so there was no running water no electricity it was a good little drive to any kind of I guess you would call it civilization so the next day we got up we went to town when we got back like we stayed outside all day it's a beautiful place man like you're smack dab in the middle of nowhere 
There's a, a nice stream that runs alongside the road, a little gravel road, and uh, right in front of the cabin. So we hung out outside all day and um, had a fire out there and stuff, and it was cool. And uh, nighttime came around, and we had already planned on uh, staying up late because it was supposed to snow that night. So the wind's picking up, you know, it's sleeting, ice covering the ground. So we're kind of just like drinking a few beers and, you know, hanging out all night, just trying to wait for the snow to come. You know, her and I have been snowing a while, so it was kind of, it was kind of exciting, right? Since it was off grid, there was no plumbing indoors. So there was an outhouse like 60 feet from the cabin, like, you know, down the driveway. So about three in the morning, we decided like, Hey, let's both go out there to the, to the outhouse together and stuff and do our business. And we'll go back inside. We had a little, uh, a led lantern, you know, with this dimmable eyes. And so we walked, we walked down there with the lantern, the wind's crazy. The sleet's crazy. Then I let her go in first. So I'm standing outside with this lantern and I'm the only thing illuminated for like God knows how many miles. So I'm like, let me turn this lantern off because I feel like a target right now. Like, if there's like a, <laughs> a animal or something out here that's going to get me, I'm finna get tore up, right? <laughs> so I dim the lantern down. She comes out. I pass the lantern on to her. I use the outhouse real quick, and we walk back up to the cabin. And uh, the whole time, the wind is just howling. And uh, we get to the to the porch of the cabin. And I had brought some cigars, and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to have a smoke, you know? It was really cozy inside the cabin. The little fireplace was going, and uh, it was kind of warm in there. So I was going to stand outside and cool off for a little bit. So she agrees to stand on the porch with me. I light my cigar. We're kind of just, like, hanging out, talking. And uh, let me add that there was, like, very little uh, vehicle traffic up and down this road. In the morning, there would be a car or two. Um, during the day, there wouldn't be any traffic. And then in the evening before the sun went down, there'd be another car or two that would come back by. So every time we saw a car, we were super excited because like, it was just, you know, a ghost town up there. There was no traffic. So we'd like call, we'd like call out like, car, you know, if a car came by. So <laughs> I, lit, I lit my cigar and I'm like, Hey, look, there's the lights down there. There's a car. So we started looking and, uh, you can see a pretty good ways down through this holler, I guess is what you call it. And down towards the bottom, there was like a red glow. And I'm like, dang, that's the car. But it, it was coming towards us. I'm like, dang, is he backing up the road, you know? So it keeps getting closer, but then we realized pretty quickly, like, holy shit, it's not taillights, you know? It's just a, it's just illumination. So we're watching this, this glow come up the hill. You know, it's probably 200 yards away or farther, maybe 300 yards away at this point. But you can definitely tell that the light is coming up the hill. So I take a drag off my cigar and we're kind of like, what the hell is that? You know, it kind of came and went like it would fade out very gently into, into darkness. And then it would just come back on. Like it was a light switch being turned on, you know, it would just be bright all of a sudden again, but whenever it would dim out and then come back, it, it may not always be in the same place it was when it dimmed out. It might be closer or to the left or to the right farther, you know. At this point, we were, like, hyper-fixated on this damn light. And uh, it's meandering its way up the hill. There's no certain pinpoint where the light is coming from. It's not like a light source. It's just a, it's just a glow. The only way I can describe it, there's this, like, old-time... Uh, 
military flashlights that had the red lens for like nighttime oh, yeah. use for, you know, the exact same kind of light that those things put off, that deep red illumination, you know. It's that really deep red color. But it was covering an area varying between, I would say, 30 feet across and 60 feet across, but it wasn't like a round shape of light. It might it might be like oblong or just ever ever changing you know it wasn't like a circle of light it was just a blob of light kind of that it cast but it was a deep red you know but everything that lit up you could see the bark on the trees you could see the rocks on the ground the boulders you could see brush piles where they had like pushed trees over down the hill and piled them up it was lit up plain as day but it was just that red glow and at this point i'm asking her i'm like do you see that like, am I seeing this? Am I the only person seeing this? Or do you see that too? You know? She's like, no, I for sure see it. And she's getting freaked out. So like, I didn't have my phone on me. She didn't have her phone on her. They were inside the cabin, and it was right inside the door. But neither one of us thought, like, holy crap, let's go get the phone. You know, we're like just – we couldn't stop looking at it because it was so odd. Well, the glow would be ground level, maybe six feet up a tree, up a tree trunk, and, and down. And it would light the ground up. It would light the trees up. It would. And there, the area is pretty heavily wooded, so you tell when the glow would be behind other trees, and all the trees on on our side of the glow would be dark on on our side of them, but everything beyond those trees would be illuminated, where you could see it in the day. And this is this is three o'clock in the morning. The wind is probably twenty five or thirty miles an hour. To me, in my opinion, that cancels out like any kind of swamp gas theory or anything that could be carried by the wind it cancels that out because the wind is blowing crazy hard but the light is not affected by the wind it's kind of doing its own thing at that moment like i said the the bathroom was like 60 foot down the driveway and at this point it's probably 100 foot on the other side of the bathroom so 150 160 feet away and just illuminating a big area but it's weaving through trees it's going up behind the trees and into the, the canopy you know where all the the branches are yeah and it, it's up in the canopy and it's illuminating like 10 or 15 trees at one time it's just a big it's covering a pretty big area and you're just like Stunned. We're like, holy shit, what the fuck are we even witnessing right now, right? So I made a comment to her. I'm like, damn, I wonder how close it's going to get. Like, it's steadily coming towards us maybe a few miles an hour. It's, it's kind of meandering its way. It's like, um, it's not moving fast, but it ain't moving slow. It's just kind of like a steady pace, but it's coming, you know. I mentioned to her, I'm like, damn, I wonder how close it's going to come. And then all of a sudden, boom, it goes away and it's gone. The moment it totally goes out, you don't see it anymore. Then it reappears, and it's about 30 feet from us in a clearing that's, like, in between our cabin and a big old house up on the hill. The, the people that own the cabin own the house on the hill. Um, nobody was home there, but it's, it, 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 it reappeared in that big clearing. It was, like, way too close for comfort. Like, we got freaked the hell out, and we ran inside because we didn't know what we're dealing with. I've heard of, like, ball lightning for and stuff and, like, it didn't look like ball lightning, but my brain told me like if this is electricity, like I don't want it. I don't want it to be near me because you know it might shock us. You know you don't know what it is. You don't know what you're dealing with. So we <laughs> we ran inside. 
And uh, this is where it gets really weird. So we immediately go inside, we close the door, lock it, and we're looking out the window, and the windows are really clear. Like, I have a bunch of videos from a trip where, like, 30 and 40 deer at a time are walking along the creek bed right in front of the cabin, and we're, like, filming through the windows. You can see extremely well. We're looking through the windows to see this, to see if we can see it outside. It was it was pitch black, man. It was like nothing was there there. So we didn't see anything. We're kind of just looking. And I sat down on the edge of the bed, and she sat in the chair. Nobody really said anything. We're kind of just, like, dumbfounded at this point. Like, kind of freaked out, kind of curious, but <laughs> nobody's anything for a minute. You know, maybe 30 minutes there was conversation. It was kind of just like, what the hell did we just witness? Well, I spoke up and was like, my exact comment was like, that was high strangeness. Like, that is something unexplainable and... I kind of want to know what it is. Well, as soon as I brought that up, all of a sudden, it's like this extremely fast tapping. The cabin's small. It's a tiny house. So, like, maybe 15 feet by 15 feet is the footprint of this cabin. Maybe slightly bigger. But the wind was howling and stuff. If twigs or branches like the roof, you would hear them, and it would make noise. But as soon as I mentioned the light, all of a sudden, there was this extremely rapid tapping all the way around the perimeter of this cabin like it's really fast like all the way around in the span of like two seconds damn dude the tapping went all the way around the cabin and then we're both super fucking freaked out right i mean i don't see some stuff in my lifetime and like don't a whole lot scare me freak me out but that sincerely freaked me the hell out and we're just like holy shit so we cut the music on and tried to make uh, the best of the situation. Like, I didn't want my girl freaked out. We had zero service, so if something was to happen, like we couldn't have called anyone. So I'm just like, let's turn some music on. Let's, let's kind of just chill, you know. So we sat there for a little while. We talked about it some. We heard the chatting, and uh, about an hour later, the first sighting was at three o'clock. So about four or four fifteen or so in the morning, uh, I had to go outside and go pee. So I'm like, I'm not going to the outhouse, but I'll walk to the end of the porch and I'll like take a whiz on the porch or whatever and I'll see if I can get again. So she stayed inside and I go outside. I go to the edge of the porch. Uh, the wind is still kicking pretty heavily. The porch is frozen like it's pretty gnarly weather. I do my business and I look down the, the hill again and you can't see anything because it's pitch black out, but I thought to myself, I wonder if I can see this thing again. Damn it. As soon as I thought that to myself, about 100 yards away, it comes with glow again. And I'm like, holy shit. So I watched it until it got, like, just beyond the outhouse, like 60 feet away. And once it got that close with me out there by myself, I kind of about faced and took off up the steps into the cabin. And I had, like, a crazy feeling where you get chills up the back of your spine, like somebody's watching you kind of. So I ran back inside, like super freaked out. I told her, I'm like, oh my God, I saw it again. You know, holy crap. For the rest, for the rest of the night, we did not go back outside. Like, we we <laughs> for sure stayed inside. Man, it was just the craziest thing. To me, it felt like the glow, if it makes sense, it, it was like kind of sentient. Like it knew we were there because it came from a long distance away directly to where we were. And if we spoke about it, it would react. 
it's super did you, weird, dude. Did you decide to research it afterward and kind of look it up and see if anybody else had seen that shit? So here's the deal. Like, I'm from South Carolina, so I frequent the Appalachian Mountains or whatever, you know, okay. maybe two or three times a year. And uh, I'm super big into, like, Old South history and folklore and things like that. So prior to this trip and prior to the trip me and my son took the mountains last February, like not this past February, but the one before, I had knew about the Brown Mountain Lights and the movie about them, but the movie kind of portrays them to aliens. But I knew about it. And when me and my son went to the mountains last year, I kind of joked with him about it. Like, ooh, you know, he's a little kid. So I was kind of like trying to give him a good spook, you know. But I, I had I had heard of them before, but I had never seen them. And so we saw that stuff on Saturday night. Sunday, we get up and we kind of hang around, we get some food there at the cabin. We, we kind of stay inside all day Sunday and then did not go outside at dark Sunday night. And then Monday morning, we got up and left. So the whole time we were at the cabin, we did not have service. So Sunday morning, we get up, we go to Asheville, North Carolina to have lunch, and then we're going to come back home to South Carolina um, that morning. So when we got to Asheville and sat down to eat, pulled my phone out, and I just, like, Googled, like, a map of North Carolina and was trying to see where we were in relation to Brown Mountain. And we were actually on the freaking Brown Mountain Ridge and didn't even know it. So Burnsville, like Burnsville's like if you're looking at the map, Bur- Burnsville to the left, there's a small town called Linville where they put a bunch of sightings at. And then to the right of Linville is like actual Brown Mountain. So we were probably within I would say five or ten miles of actual Brown Mountain, but the whole area is called the Brown Mountain Ridge and there's been sightings all through there. So when I, when I seen where we were, I was like, holy crap, well, that's got to be what we saw. You know, there's no other explanation for it. But uh, it was us, man. Like, the fact that the wind was blowing crazy enough to, like, you know, have the trees super swaying, but the light was not affected by the wind. So if it was a swamp gas or something, that, that was not the case for sure. Does it make you want to go back to see if you'll see them again, or are you just, like, kind of fucking cool am- on that now? <laughs> No, hell no, dude. Like, I've already planned getting a tattoo of what I saw. Like, I'm, I'm hell <laughs> like Chris is. Um, Fuck yeah, dude. So I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, that's the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed with my own two eyes. Like, that's tattoo worthy in my opinion. So I'm going to get, like, a, I'm going to get a tattoo of it just to, like, convert it, I guess. The Tuesday after we got back, um, I went to work, and on my break, I called the lady that we rented for. I told her, like, hey, thanks for having us cabin we really appreciate you letting us stay there you're gonna think i'm crazy but this is what we witnessed have you ever seen anything like that there this woman she's a little older her and her husband they've owned the big house on the hill the cabin for a little while she was like we haven't been there long and we certainly haven't been outside well after dark so she was kind of freaked out she's super excited about it but she said man if i would have witnessed that by myself up there she's like i'd probably sell my place and move <laughs> I tried to explain to her, like, it was, it was scary, but it didn't really feel threatening. It moved around very gently, but what was scary was the fact that it, it seemed to be reactive to us talking about it. That's what really freaked me out. And I told the woman, I was like, hey, you know, I would really like to come back 
and stay at your cabin and try and get this on camera. Like, you know, come prepared and have my phone on me every time I go outside. And I'm going to try and get this on film because all the pictures I've seen of it online and stuff, they're all like really grainy, really old photographs. And uh, I want to try and catch it on something that'll actually like pick it up really well. Because, I mean, if you had it on camera, like you got something, it's, it's extremely interesting phenomena, you know. So I'm planning on going back maybe uh, April, sometime in April when it's nice. springtime. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely intrigued. I'm not, it didn't scare me bad enough to where I don't want to see it again. Like now I'm like, I'm about to make this my life purpose to figure this thing out because people have uh, reported seeing it since like the 1700s. Yeah. Um, there was uh, the Cherokee Indians up there and another Indian tribe I can't really remember right now, but they had a big battle on Brown Mountain and the Indians would see the glow and they would, you know, the Indians thought that that was like the spirits of the people they killed in battle. Mm-hmm. And then in 1800s, early 1900s, during, I guess, slavery and things of that nature, the story goes that it's a slave that's coming up out of the grave. The slave master went hunting and never returned. So the slave comes out of the grave with the lantern and is out looking all night for his master. So, and it, it kind of felt like it could have been either of those scenarios. Like, it's definitely something going on. It didn't feel to me like it was a uh, a nature phenomenon. It didn't feel like it was uh, just some mysterious, uh, naturally occurring thing. It, it definitely felt like it was more to it than, than what we know as people and, and scientists and geologists. You know, it's, it's more to it than that pretty badass though what did uh does your girlfriend want to go back or did she is she like nope i don't want nothing to do with this shit man <laughs> she's she's not as like gun for as i am but she is <laughs> right. gonna go back with me mom i think when we go back we're gonna take some of her friends with us and stuff because we we told them the story and they're all like holy crap you know like they're not skeptical you know but they were just like damn that's the craziest shit we ever heard in our lives you know Hell yeah, so dude. When we go back, it's probably, be, uh, it's probably going to be a few of us. I'll be honest, man. The part about the fucking tapping, like the knocking around the fucking perimeter of the cabin, probably would have freaked me out more. Yeah. That's some fucked up man, shit, it was, man. It was strange. And it, and it was just real fast, like around the, the outside, just real fast around the whole place? So the cabin is on the side of a very steep hill. So you know when they when they build something, like when they build a structure on a hill like that, the back side of the structure will be, will be ground level, and the front side of the structure has like blocks or poles to, yeah, to yeah. level it out and support the. So the front of the cabin, if you're standing in front of it, the base of the the boards and everything is probably a foot above your head or so if you're you know like an average sized person. But it's maybe 15 or 20 feet per side of the cabin. It's pretty square. It was just a really fast tapping like. If I had to guess, it would have been like three to five taps per side of the cabin, if that makes sense. But it started at one side and went all the way around the cabin in the span of like two seconds, and it was very pronounced. It wasn't like the stick that had been falling on the roof from the wind. It wasn't acorns falling. It was just a really rapid tap around the bottom of the cabin. So... I had posted on Reddit about the experience on an Appalachian subreddit. And a lot of the locals were like, hey, FYI, there's more to the hill than you think, and don't ever go outside after dark. 
and that freaked me out. Like, you know, a lot of people that have lived there their whole lives, you know, they were told growing up, don't go outside after dark. (laughs) Yeah, man, there's, there's more to the Appalachian mountains than people realize, but I don't, I don't know that anybody will ever get to the bottom of it and be able to explain it. It's just, it's magic, man. They, they, they've always felt special to me anyway. You know, like the, the mountains are like a, a nice place to go. And, but after witnessing this, after witnessing all of this, for sure, 1000%, like there is more to the mountains than we realize, you know? That's badass, man. That's pretty much what I've been reading, man. I've been reading all kinds of fucked up stories about just uh, the moon eyed people and shit like that. And the oh, Brown yeah, Mountain Lights. Man, I've seen that stuff too. And then the uh, the black dog stories and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck, man? The stories, it's like the episode alone is probably going to be like an hour and a half. But it's like I could fuck. Somebody could make an entire podcast just on Appalachian mountain stories and, and legends and folklore and sightings. And dude, the Brown Mountain Lights was, I, I thought, was more interesting than any of them because... It spans back so fucking long, like 300 years. And, like, at a certain point in yeah, time, man. like in the early 1900s, they had a bunch of scientists. I think it was like early 20s or like two or 1919, somewhere around there. They had like all these scientists right. go out there and they're like, well, it's the lights from the locomotives and shit. And it's like, that's cool, bro. But the shit's been going on for 200 right. years before that, you know? So, like, that does not explain See, shit. When I posted about it online, all the people that were replying to the post, they're kind of hypothesizing, like, well, maybe you were seeing the glow from, like, an illegal uh, marijuana grow operation, or maybe you were seeing a, a drone or something. And I'm like, look, dude, it wasn't, like, LED lights from a, from a weed grow op or something, and it wasn't a drone because a drone – it would have been impossible for anyone to fly a drone in those winds and the light that it casted, you know, the lights up in the treetops and the canopies and in the branches. I mean, a drone would have been wiped out if that was, it wasn't somebody that was messing with us. Us two going outside to go to the restroom was probably the only two people on the whole hill that were outside at that point in time. You know, it was spectacular, dude. I don't know what to say, man, besides I got to go see it again, you know what I mean? Uh, That's pretty much where I'm at with it, dude. Like, this summer I'm going to be, I got some, a live show out in Buffalo, New York in uh, July, and it's like, man, it's like I kind of want to head south like a couple months. It'll probably be fall about time when I go down there, but I just, I want to see that shit because I've been reading so much about it, and there's so many stories, man, and it's the light that you were saying like resembles it sounds like because they used to say you know it was either the native women looking for their sons and fucking husbands and shit with torches and then this i heard the the slave story as well and i'm like when you were describing it it's like man that sounds like a fucking torchlight you know just lighting up everything around but it's like it's so bright you can't see anything behind it really I don't know, man. That's fucking awesome. If I were to, like, imagine a lantern, like a really well-lit lantern going through the trees and stuff, yeah, it it, it resembled that, you know? Maybe a torch. It was very similar to the light. If you had a a bonfire going, the kind of glow that a bonfire, like like an outdoor fire, would put off, 
to where it's just everything's illuminated in that really warm color. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was like yeah. that, but there was no flicker to it. It was just all equally distributed deep red illumination. Like, and it was imagine, just one single light? Because I've heard stories about huge, like multiple lights sometimes. It, it never presented itself to us in more than one place at one time. It would just be a big, vast glow. It was big enough to where if it was in front of a home, like if it, if it went right in front of a house, it would, it would have illuminated the whole front of the house. It was a pretty big fit, but it was kind of oddly shaped. It wasn't a round spread or it kind of just, kind of just weaved and flowed through the trees and stuff. It, it was very strange. It, it, but it was the same color red. Like if, if it was pitch black out, outside and somebody was like standing on the brake pedal of a car, that red, it would just be brightly illuminated. That's just how it was. It was very strange. Damn. You're, is your girlfriend going to go back out there with you in April then? Or is she, I mean, I know I already asked that, but like, is she as eager? I guess I could, I should say. Yeah, I think, I think she's eager. Um, her and I are a little bit different in the sense of like, what gets us fired up, you know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't do scary. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't do strange. But like I told her, I'm like, when we were inside the cabin, we said, me personally, even after the tapping, the tapping was very strange. But if we're inside the cabin and the door's locked, like, obviously nothing's going to get in there and get us, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, for sure. I felt safe there. I didn't lose any sleep there. I want to go back to the very same place. It's just strange, man, like, I, I've got to see it again. I, I don't want to go the rest awesome. of my life without seeing it again because I feel like, sincerely, if we were to go back tomorrow and spend the night, if I went outside, I know wholeheartedly that I would see it again. No it, shit. Like it wanted to be seen. I already knew about it prior to going. I just didn't know that that's where we were. You know, and so then once I saw it, I'm like, I'm like hell excited about it. You know, I just feel like it wants to be seen. It kind of gave me chills when you were saying, yeah, man, it was reacting to us talking about it. It's like, what the fuck, yep. man? <laughs> like, I mean, as, as it was coming up the hill, you know, we watched it for a good four to 500 yards away, you know, way down the hill. And the whole time we watched it, like, if we ever vocalized, you know, what it was doing or something, it would, it would blink out. Like, it would either completely disappear all of a sudden very abruptly, or it would fade out. And then it would reappear across the dirt road or by the creek bed or up in the trees. Like it would just, it probably flickered out or faded maybe six or seven times before it got really close that last time we hauled ass inside. I'm invested in this shit. Here's the deal, dude. If you get video, fucking let me know because I want to see this shit, dude. You got my phone number now because I, sure, I like, I want to see this shit. <laughs> and I'm going to go there too, man, because I've, after reading about it, it's just. They, there's just so many stories for like hundreds of years, man. And it's like, nobody can technically explain it away scientifically. And it's like, they always throw out a bunch of theories and shit, you know? And it's like, yeah, but really? And like the thing I always tell people, like, cause I'm a big paranormal guy, supernatural guys, shit like that. And it's like, I grew up in a haunted house, man. So like when I go stay at locations and shit like that for for overnight or i see or get like some audio people are like oh you can't fucking believe that shit you know like you must have been out of it if you saw some shit and it's like the part that pisses me off that i always tell everybody if you have three people that fucking see a fucking murder 
they can legitimately go in the court of law and fucking testify and say they witnessed this shit and put a fucking dude in the electric chair or whatever else have you. But when it comes to paranormal shit, oh, that's total bullshit. They're just crazy. And it's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too here. Like, I don't know, man. That's fucking wild, though. I love it. If, <laughs> I get into this shit I, so I had, hard. Oh, me too, man. If, if I had went up there and saw that by myself and then came back home and be like, y'all ain't going to believe this shit, you know, and then told the story, people would think I was freaking crazy or like on <laughs> drugs or yeah. like, oh, you were up there tripping, you know. Like, But when I saw it and I was like nudging her like, hey, you see it, and she saw it too, and she's seen everything that I've seen, that solidified it to me. Like, I'm not crazy. I'm not <laughs> having tricks played on me with my eyes in the dark. Like, this is some real shit that's going on. So I'm just very thankful for the experience to be able to see it. And I'm thankful that someone else saw it as well. Because if I was the only witness, it might be uh, harder for people to believe. But What did your son say about it? So he didn't go on the trip with us. He stayed yeah. on with his mom. But uh, I told him about it. And now he's all like, I kind of <laughs> want to see it, you know. He, he's Hell seven, yeah. so. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he gets, man. He gets stuck, man. Oh, that's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. I got, like, two boys, and I know one would be totally down for that shit, and then the other one just, like, probably wouldn't give a fuck. He'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, right. That's fucking cool, though, man. Does your girlfriend want to want to get on and, like, say anything or about it or anything like that while we got you she was gonna be on the on the uh deal too but about seven o'clock she hit me up and said that she felt like she was coming down with strep throat so oh, she was man, gonna stay home and play it safe. hell yeah, yeah man you want to say hi to hi to anybody or give any shout outs or anything man man so shout out to chris carlton for uh linking us together i mean chris hell is one yeah. of my best friends and that's a solid dude if I ever seen one. So thank Fuck you Chris, yeah. for linking us up and, and, and letting this happen because man, I wanted to tell everybody about it since, since I've seen it, you know, dude, that's badass. Well, I tell you what, there's going to be a bunch of people that hear, hear your story. So yeah, well, it's, uh, I, I love it. Man. People chime in that it's possibly seen it as well. You know, ever since I started reading about it, like a month ago, I'm like, man, I want to go see this shit. So fucking bad. And I like got on man, you know do. Reddits and shit like that, and was listening to all or reading all these stories, and it's like, man, fucking all kinds of people have seen this shit. What was kind of crazy to me though, like all the people that have posted like you know shitty videos of it on YouTube over the years or photographs on Google, it's always like a it to me it always looks like ball lightning on on video and on photographs it's always just an orb like a pretty good sized orb that whizzes around the hills and through the trees and stuff like that but this you know this was not an orb it was not a ball of light it was just a big casting of illumination so i'm kind of wondering like does it manifest itself in different ways does it do something different you know like could be i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm like 90 percent sure that what i saw was the brown mountain lights it's just it, it just doesn't look like the pictures i've saw i'd much rather see it in person too man and like dude i hope you see it again man set up some gopros or fucking something dude because it's like oh, for sure, man. For sure. <laughs> hell yeah all right i'm gonna man. be well prepared next time yeah. fuck yeah dude i'm fucking excited man I'm excited, and I didn't even see the shit, and I'm like, I I want to, though, because 
I live for this kind of shit, man. It's like, I don't know. Hopefully in a month or two, I'll have some footage I can send you and, you know, maybe we'll get a little bit deeper into the the rabbit hole that is the Brown Mountain Lights, you know? Absolutely, man. I'm fucking totally down for that. Shane, man, I appreciate you coming on, dude, and telling the story, man. Thanks for having me, man. It was a pleasure. Oh, man. No, the pleasure's all mine, dude. I love hearing about this kind of stuff, and I'm one of those people, I don't, I'm not, like, a huge skeptic. Like, there's shit out there we can't explain, man, and, you know, it happens every day, so... Hell yeah, well, man. brother, keep in touch. Yeah, definitely. You too, man. You take care of yourself. You too, buddy. All right. Later. Bye.